irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Talk Radio, this is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to Max and Friends. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Happy epidemic. Is it weird? Happy pandemic to say those words together. Here's why. When we spread good news, good news happens. When we spread happiness, happiness happens. When we spread the word happy, happy happens. When we spread fear, fear happens. It's all, you know, whatever comes after I am, whatever you're looking for is looking for you kind of a thing. So here's the reality of tonight's show. Boys and girls and everyone there in between. I did not want to be on the show tonight. I did not want to do a show tonight or this weekend. I just wanted to be like, you know what? I'm going to be still and know. But I'm kind of over being still and knowing. (laughs) I want to do things. I want to step up. I want to stand up. I just want to be. So I want to be in this place of of creation. I want to be in this space of, of enlightenment, of encouragement, of motivation, of inspiration. So... Consciously creating that for me is pretty simple. And that's what I'm doing here tonight by having my guest who's going to be on in just a moment, Ash Beckham. She's back. I am so in love with Ash Beckham's new book, Step Up, How to Live with Courage and Become an Everyday Leader. So we're going to talk about that tonight. But speaking of Step Up, there's a song that I want to play tonight. Dina is engineering this show. Dina, I'm sending you so much love to that LA Talk radio studio right now. I'm giving you a big old hug. We're talking about hugging. My fear is not hugging people. My concern is that people aren't going to hug me back. And Dina's like, don't worry, I'll hug you back. But um, if you feel like you need to hug something, some something, someone, um, and people won't hug you and you're able to go out in nature, I promise you, hug a tree. Now is the time to hug nature. Hug nature because I really believe nature's hugging us back right now because there's such a purity by us locking ourselves in and not driving and not flying as much and boating and all of those activities that cause, you know, the earth to shake a little bit. So go out, enjoy nature, stand up, be happy. We should be playing the song Be Happy, but we're going to play stand up because it leads up to step up. So right now, Max and Friends, my girl, Cynthia Rubio. Cynthia Arrivo, <laughs> stand up. And when we're back, Ash Beckham. Stay tuned to Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Don't go anywhere. Hit it. I've been walking with my face turned to the sun. Weight on my shoulders, a bullet in my gun. Oh, I got eyes in the back of my head Just in case I have to run I do what I can when I can While I can for my people While the clouds roll back And the stars fill the night That's when I'm gonna stand up 
Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Succi. That was Stand Up by Cynthia Revo. Y'all know her from The Color Purple. Oscar nominated. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And the movie Harriet, that's where that's from. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you go see it now. And listen, speaking of seeing things, have you all tuned into um, <laughs> Netflix? Have you all seen um, a couple shows I'm watching? One, obviously, everyone's watching Tiger King. And the other is Unorthodox. If you can, watch them. And if you want to not, don't. Just be. Have fun. Do your thing. But um, so much to talk about. All right, let me get back into radio mode because I was just speaking to Dina during that song. That song really is so motivating and so good. Like my next guest, who's back. It's been a minute since she's been here. Y'all know how much I love Ash Beckham. Ash Beckham is an inclusive activist whose TEDx talk coming out of your closet became a viral sensation with about five and a half million hits right now. Her interpreted relatable and interestingly, I'm lost on this bio, but I don't even have to give her one. I was just reading and I lost my site, my page. (laughs) All right. You know me. I can't do scripts, so I can't read like someone's bio because I just love Ash Beckham for who Ash Beckham is. She's motivational. She's inspirational. She is just everything 
Um, to me, because when I find people that are inspiring, I automatically am drawn to them. And I love people who motivate. And that's what Ash does on the daily. So like I said, it's been a minute. Welcome back to Max and Friends, Ash Beckham. Ah, uh, Max, so great to be here. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're back. Oh, so many things to congratulate you on. You know, I honestly was not going to do a show this week just because it was like a holiday weekend. You know, all the excuses we make. Why not to do something? And then your book, Step Up, arrived in the mail, How to Live with Courage and Become an Everyday Leader. And I'm like, if I'm going to become an everyday leader, I can't take the weekend off. So thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you that. for the inspiration. So Step Up is an empowering and mobilizing call to action, an artful and visionary guide to becoming a more inclusive, active, and confident version of yourself, says Jennifer Brown. What made you write the book, Ash Beckham? Well, I feel like I was I was getting to this point where I was giving, you know, I was I was giving talks and, and going out there and really connecting with people, you know, everything from middle school English classrooms to, you know, Fortune 100 companies. And and I felt like there was something that that needed to be a little bit more staying. And and you can never even in an hour, you, you can't really bring all of these concepts together in a way that people can create a, a toolkit that they can move forward. You know, that thing that you have in your office or, or pull off the, the shelf and, and you kind of leaf through to remind yourself of the person you want to be and, and to give you the accountability to be there. So that was kind of the, the bringing together of all of these different ideas. Cause I would always, you know, tweak the keynote to, to fit who I was speaking to, but there were all of these concepts that I wasn't able to address in, in one sitting. And so this was my, my swing at that. Now you've, all right, so let's go back. When actually was coming out of your closet? How many years ago was that? That was uh, September of 2013 was when I did that. Has talk. it so been that, that long? I know. Seven, it's almost you know, six and a half years ago now. And, you know, I watched it again today. And if we have time, I'm going to play it again after the show. But it's timeless. You know, and I think that's what resonated with so many people like that is a, it's a, it was perfect for 2013. It's perfect for 2020. It's perfect for the times we're in right now because people are in the closet of fear, closet of, you know, doubt, closet of uh, the future of, you know, not wanting to deal with things. So. I love this. I love the talk so much because a closet isn't a place to live in. And just because there's a pandemic happening right now, shouldn't be a, a we should not be going into closets. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> right. Exactly. I think and that's the problem. You know, we, we, we you know, it's, everybody termed it social distancing. And then there was a, a conscious amount of us that said, no, that's not that's not what it is. We can physically be apart, but we don't. We don't want to be isolated emotionally, right? We need yeah. the people around us and, and the people that they keep us strong. And I feel like that goes, you know, from from having this this power of having these hard conversations. We're we're having really complicated conversations with our friends and family when when we decide individually that we want to have a certain level of um a, you know a certain level of of accountability or responsibility. But then we have people that we're very close to. Who, who are taking different standards and, and how do we have those conversations, right? How do we, how do we start those really, those challenging conversations that now have become these conversations very acutely about, about life and death, right? Yeah. And, and that's important. So we need to, we need to empower ourselves to do that. And, and again, you know, if, when have we collectively as a society spent so much time with ourselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> it gets really, it becomes really <laughs> uncomfortable after a while, but you, you kind of have to settle in into it and, and you face a lot of your own stuff when you have that, whether yeah. that's, you know, being, 
within arm's reach of your spouse constantly or or all of a sudden learning what it means to teach your own kids, right? Like there are all these things that are that are happening and, and we're really looking in the mirror and, and I think it's a, a critical time to be honest with ourselves and, yeah. and and really decide where we wanna go, where we wanna be now, right? And then where we wanna go after this. When it does return to quote unquote normal, who do we wanna be then, right? We have this, right. almost this pause that we we never, we can't consciously take, we're being forced to take, but how can that be empowering for us? Yeah, well, hard equals hard. And I think a lot of people are having hard conversations with themselves right now. You know, for instance, um, there's we have to catch up, you and I, personally but there's sure. so much that's going on in all of our lives and you know I'm, I'm producing a show called the polished woman on la talk radio and um we did a show about a year ago for women on writing a will and i said now's the time we need to rewrite that re-air that show because that's something that people don't want to do so we are having hard conversations with ourselves but like we learned from your wonderful ted talk coming out of your closet hard equals hard we're all going through it and now is the time where everyone's saying we're all together so have the conversation the hard conversation with yourself have the hard conversation with others because as ash teaches us in her tedx talk once you have the conversation it's so liberating and then once you have the conversation you could step up so let's talk about the book and before we get into the book let's talk about what's going on in your life because i hear that you have a child now? We do. I know that's how long it's been. I know. He just turned he just turned two. So um yeah, uh, my wife Lacey and I have a little little guy, um, Luke. I guess he's he's not that little anymore. So yeah, we're you know, that is an incredibly humbling experience has been for me and, and so Beautiful. fulfilling. But but so amazing. Yeah, we're lucky. He is uh he he is light and on, on this earth. I'm so I'm so so grateful for for all the time that you know we we get with him and you know this this bonus time. You know, at first it was like, what are we? What the hell are we gonna do? Like we both <laughs> have to work full time. And he's a two year old. You know what yeah. I mean? Even even if we pop him in front of the TV, that only lasts for so long before he sticks the remote down the vent, right? Like we exactly have so much time and and so it's been. You know, it's been it's been amazing. It's been uh, you know uh, a, a gift to be able to be be with him and change how after this I will you know spend my time fully attentive to him, not with my phone in my hand, not with whatever. Right. Right? Like it really yeah. changes your perspective. And the next book will be raising a child during a pandemic. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Totally. That's maybe when you want to jump in the closet. I feel like that's when you want to be like, not available right now. Mom's right. All right. It's so true. But congratulations on so many oh, levels thanks. for that. I mean, you, the child, the book, the, have, writing a book, as I know, as you know, is like a child. It's the elephant birth. It takes forever to like, you know, actually get it done. You know, it's, Bob Proctor says, if you could see it in your mind, you could hold it in your hand. But by the time you actually hold the book in your hand, it does feel like that elephant birth. So how long did it take for you to actually write Step Up? You know, it it was a while. Like I kind of started, you know, uh, met with the local publisher, and 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 they had some great ideas, and and you know, kind of got the bones of it together. And then um, about two years ago, actually, right before Luke was born, my uh -huh. dad, my mom and dad were on vacation. My dad had a um, had an aneurysm and and mm. passed away. Uh, wow. We were able to see him. You know, he was he was uh, it was about a week he fought, but ne never regained consciousness. And then you know, we made that. My it's father too. Families have to make. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, just, you don't even know. So that was kind of in the middle of it. And I was like, I I need a second. Like yeah. I need to, I'm not going to make the deadlines. This isn't going to be the quality product we want to get out. Like I need to take care of my family. My dad and I ran a business together. Like there was just a lot of logistics. So <laughs> I think, you know, it was like the inception then, but it was, you know, bullet points at that point. And so yeah. 
so, you know, I would say start to finish for me was about 18 months, um, mm-hmm. you know, and as you know, like it, then it goes away and right. you can't really do anything with it, you know, even though you get these new ideas and, and it's just kind of off and then it comes back full force in your life, you know, mm-hmm. months later. And, and it's kind of this, um, you know, it's almost like getting reacquainted with an old lover, right? You're just like, exactly. oh, hey, there you, you know, there, <laughs> there were these things about you that were, that were great, but I've had you out of my mind for a while because life goes on and now we got to like hit the road again together. So it's been, um, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a great, it was a, an incredible experience. And for, you know, you and I communicate, you know, so often off the cuff, right. Or, or, right. you know, in person or, or very much with our voices and to have to put that down on paper and, and write it out and, oh, yeah. and not be able to rely on, you know, intonation or, or jokes that just don't land on paper was really so much more introspective than anything I ever done. It, you know, really, really made me get to the root of a lot of my own, a lot of my own stuff. So it was, it was, it was, it was good. I mean, it's like therapies. It's like sucks and it's good at the same time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then it's also liberating and, and not only liberating for you, but I also believe you know, books are a beautiful tool for, for knowledge. And the way you, the way you observe how to do certain things, going back to the TEDx talk, how you coming out of your closet, the way that you angled that was just so brilliant and so perfect and so relatable, understandable. And it doesn't matter if you're two or 92, you got it, you know? And right, so step sure. up, um, how to live with courage and become an everyday, everyday leader. Is being an everyday leader in all of us? Absolutely, I think it is. And that's like the, the thing to me, you know, there's this, almost pedestrian nature of the word every day. Um, and, but I, you know, we went back and forth on the title and, and, and the subtitle and, and what to call it. But to me, the everydayness of it indicates a, that anybody can do it and B that it's actually something that you do every day. It's not something that you do just when you're at work. It's not something you just on the weekends. It's not, mm. it's something that we all do. It's a practice a very mindful practice that we take every day. And we have these constant reminders of these ways that we can show up, right? Like our leadership opportunities don't just come when we're making a presentation to a board, right? They come mm-hmm. when we, when our, when our kid or our spouse or our friend sees how we interact with the barista or the yeah. guy that's sweeping up the streets, right? Like the, the, how we interact with humans on an everyday level are the opportunities we have. And when we can practice that, in normal real life situations, we build up the strength to be able to do it when it becomes a little bit harder. So to me, it's it's almost a, a lifestyle choice that, that mm-hmm. we make. So if, if that's the case, then then yeah, any anybody can do it. And, and you can start practicing it whether you're two or 92, right? Exactly. So now how do you live with courage personally? Um, I think it's that it's that kind of harder when we make those harder decisions, when we when we mm-hmm. make those conscious choices like you. Like of course the easier way would have been to not do a show this weekend, right? Oh my to God, be like, so hey, easy. You know, a, and, right, and everybody would have said, and, and nobody would have given you a hard time, right? Like, it's exactly. fine. It's, it's, I feel like it's it's those moments you look yourself in the mirror is you, and you make it in opposition to all those things that are pulling you to take the easier route. Because you know that this show reaches people, and I mean, not because I'm the guest, but because, because you put it out so regularly that it's somebody's solace, right? There's somebody that's going to be listening to mm-hmm. this show tonight who really, really needed it. And that's mm-hmm. your role as a leader is that there are going to be people that are counting on you that you don't even know that the way that you are, the way that you act, 
whether it's your lightness, whether it's your sincerity, whether it's the love that you give out, whether it's, you know, the intro of those those first few minutes when when you were telling people that that what we spread happens, right? Like those mm-hmm. small little things, if it changes one person's life, then it's worth it. And that's what makes you choose that harder route rather than the easier route. And to me, that's courage. It's not that, it's not that we eliminate fear, right? Because that's never right. going to happen. That's how you know in your gut that you're doing something that pushes your boundaries. It's knowing that sensation and and making a decision to move in a conscious decision yeah. against that fear, right? Totally. That to me is, is courage, something that's that simple. Right. And to me, courage is also, it's facing that false evidence that appears real and realizing that it is false evidence and you need to step up. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. do it. All right. I want to get into one thing because I read this book. This I literally just got this book. And, you know, it's very difficult for me to do social distancing. As much as I love being at home, I love my friends. That's why my sure. show is called Max and Friends. Totally. So, you know, we have these um, drive. We call them driveway rendezvous where friends will come over. They sit in there. You know, they have their little space and I make coffee for everyone. And before they get here, I put the coffee in everyone's little space. Right. So we have like I set the scene and. I got the book and I had to go in for a moment because it was so hot. I was like, I got to change shirts. Um, I'm in Florida right now. So it was completely <laughs> hot. And I went inside, I changed the shirt and I got, and I start, this is total me. I got into reading the book and was like, oh shit, friends are outside. <laughs> it was perfect because on page five, it gave me something to bring back to my friends that were doing our driveway rendezvous. And if you're going to do a driveway rendezvous, everyone, just be smart you know, sit six for whatever feet apart, wash your hands, you know, just be responsible. But um, I want to read page five real quick, because this is an activity that we can do right now. And this is something that literally I told people this is going to shake the way you approach going into life. It's literally it was that it, it was this exercise, Ash, was so inspirational, yet it was like that aha we need right. to do this more often. And, you know, especially because now we're in these in this quote unquote lockdown, stay at home. Um, like when when we move the stone from the cave and we're able to go out again, this is the first thing I want people to do. So I'm going to read it real quick and then I want to discuss this with you and how you sure. came up with this. So in your book, Step Up, which you all can go get right now. It's published by Sounds True. You can get it anywhere. Barnes and Noble, Amazon, get the book. Okay. So Ash writes on page five. Sit back and fold your arms. Really, do this. Now, uncross them and recross them with the other arm on top. Feels different? Yes, you just broke through an ingrained habit. That is what it feels like. And my friends that were over the other night, they all did this. And everyone was like, holy shit, that was so weird. Like consciously, they never even thought about how they cross their arms. They just do it by habit. So how for you, Ash, did you realize that just by trying to cross your arms in a different way could shift your paradigm? Well, I, to me, it's all about somatic feeling, right? Like okay. somebody's experience, it's that coming out of the closet feeling, right? Like there's mm-hmm. no comparing what's harder. We just know what it's like to have a pit in our, in our stomach to not want to tell somebody we love or we care about something about ourselves because we're afraid of judgment, right? Like we know what that pit is. It doesn't matter what the what the end of that is right it's that very somatic feeling we can we can talk about how things rank and in personal experience later but on that very root level and to me when you cross your arms own way and then you and then you flip it there's that feeling of discomfort that you want to get out of it immediately i'm doing it wrong i need to do it right 
But there's yeah. no right. It's like this very risk-free zone of feeling what discomfort feels like and awkwardness. And and this idea in the book is that we go into it and and that awkwardness is what we're striving for. It's not even overcoming it. It's just mm-hmm. sitting in the awkwardness a little bit longer, knowing it's not going to kill us, knowing that we can endure right mm-hmm. by by just being in it a little bit longer and again like i say if you if you switch the way you cross your arms conscious for the next week it will break that idea you will rewire it that you'll be you know an ambidextrous the arm crosser for lack of a better <laughs> word right and so and, exactly. and so it's there's no that neuroplasticity in our brain it's just a very easy way for people to know what that feeling is like. And I mean, you say this all the time, right? And when we're conscious and we're so, when we come aware of our bodies, it sends us so many signals. It lets us know exactly what's happening. We just have to listen to it. And when we can so easily without risk assess what one of those things feels like, then we have a reference point to go back to when we feel that feeling again. You know, we can take Mm -hmm. that split second to say, this thing that is uncomfortable, is it actually perilous or is it me expanding my boundaries, right? Absolutely. And you know, what's fascinating from from my point of view was doing this in an exercise with friends during a pandemic where we couldn't even be next to each other. We had to have a distance between each other. You know, it felt the whole thing was just so awkward. And then just sitting in, you know, we're sitting in the driveway and I won't even let people (laughs) come into like the pool area of the house. So we're sitting in the driveway. That's weird in itself. You know, we're not close to each other. That's weird in itself. And now I'm asking people to cross their arms and then uncross them and cross them a different way. It The whole experience was just so uncomfortable, but yet so awakening. Um, right. And that was just from the fifth page of your book from me going inside <laughs> to take my sweatshirt off where I had to share this with everyone. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm doing a show this weekend and I have to share this book, Step Up, How to Live with Courage and Become an Everyday Leader. My guest tonight, Ash Beckham, you're listening to Max and Friends. If you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Max Tucci. And Ash, what's your Instagram? Uh, Instagram is at the Ash Beckham. Somebody okay. got the other one before me. So yeah. at the Ash Beckham and Twitter is Ash at Ash Beckham. Got it. Okay. So, you know, in that moment where we were all doing this, it was really, um, it was really an incredible experiment. And then I was like, okay, now everyone, oh, can we see the book? I said, no, you can't touch my book. You got to order your own. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like making everyone order the book, but let's get into the book. Um, I mean, first and foremost, you know, the book, I think, no experience is ever wasted and where we are right now is exactly where we're supposed to be. So the fact that your book came out during a pandemic, I think is perfect. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about it though? <laughs> I know, you know, it's that same thing where I, I feel like there was a sense of like, you know, everybody was in, you know, I don't, my roots, you know, I go very deep in publishing, but you know, just being on social media and, and following people, you know, who I admire that have written books you know, it was like, oh no, you know, it's dropping now, it's dropping now. There was kind of this like sense of dread, I think, because there's this idea that there was no, you know, there's barely enough room for the um, for the book to get there, you know, for the book to get any, any kind of press anyway. Everybody's fighting and scrambling for the, for the, you know, few bits that there are. And then there was nothing, you know, uh-huh. March, I mean, to me, it, March is just gone, right? Yeah. I mean, they, I guess you remember at the beginning of the March where, none of this was happening. And then within weeks, it seems like things were changing within the minute. So there was, and people were genuinely concerned. It wasn't a regular news cycle, right? Where it was just being taken up by, uh, you know, whatever the topic of the day was, people were actually concerned what's happening. What is the current state of our, you know, our local municipality, 
and all the way up to the federal government, like what is actually happening. Mm-hmm. But to me, like you said, it's, you know, people are home and they're introspective and they're, and they're buying books and they want to connect. So it's been this very, you know, we had, uh, book signings and, and, uh, you know, not an official book tour, but things that were connected to, to talks I was doing. And obviously all of that evaporated, but, but you have this very grassroots effort, right. That, that people are connecting with me and, and, and following me and reposting images. And I've started to read portions of the book, um, on, uh, IGTV and, and just get that out there because just like you people, they need messages. Like you just need to hear, a little bit of it. You need to hear this positivity. You need to hear yeah. we're going to get through it. You need you need this connection. And so I, I agree. It's a you know it was. I mean, in full transparency, like those the online videos, the first TED talk and and the second one got almost instant traction. Right, like they would get mm-hmm. these bumps when they would be reposted by you know famous folks or the TED site or whatever. But like it was pretty instant. And this is a, a slower burn. Um, yeah, which, you know, the part of me that's all amped up on the launch that like, you know, like you said, it's been two years in the making and then all of a sudden yeah. it happens and like, it's nowhere, you know, I'm just, it's like, everywhere, buying it and it's it. everywhere, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. I think when it feels like it's nowhere is in reality when it's everywhere, you know, and people might not be responding so quickly because literally I'm so, I love, I love social media. But I'm kind of over social media at the same time. You know, it's like, sure. okay, I don't want to see Naomi Campbell's workout again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, I don't want to see this one doing the same thing again. So for me, right. it's like I was taking a break. And I have a lot of friends who actually are taking a break from social media just because they want to get away also from hearing all of how many people died and this and this sure. and numbers and these tickers. And the best place, if you want to go on a vacation, the best place to go on one right now is in a book. So sure. The perfect book, Step Up, How to Live with Courage and Become an Everyday Leader. Here's why, for me, it's important right now. And then we're going to talk about the eight pillars inside the book. Why is this book important now? All pandemics come to an end. All wars come to an end. I'm referring to this pandemic as a war in the sense where we don't see the planes and the bombs and the tanks. But there's a war happening, and it's a world war. And it will be over, and people will die and people will live. I had Gordana be out on this show recently with another Ash, with Ash Ruiz and with Valerie Love. And the first thing Gordana says is, not everybody's dying. So sure. now's the time that we're at home and we're thinking about, we're all hoping, when is this going to be over? We all have that question. When this is actually over, I want you all to have the courage and I want you to become everyday leaders. And Step Up is perfect. It's like the perfect hand guide to get you into the position where you can become an everyday leader. Inside the book, you have, I mean, it's literally, it's, it's the perfect size book <laughs> because <laughs> there's, there's, you know, I, for me to get flooded with, okay, here's another book on leadership, you know, and steps. I can't follow steps. My brain doesn't work around steps. You know, it just works around, because to me, one plus one doesn't equal two, it equals infinity. So for sure. me, it's hard to to digest leadership books. But this one right away, I opened it. I'm like, oh my goodness, this needs to be sent to every school. Every CEO needs this. Anyone who's starting a business and you all are going to start businesses. I promise you, it might not look like you are going to, but you will. And this is the book you need to have in hand. Okay. So go online right now, buy the book, Step Up by Ash Beckham and tell your friends about it. Instagram it, tweet it, spread the word because together we rise. Ash, in the book, 
you talk about these amazing eight pillars of leadership as a toolbox. What do you mean by eight pillars of leadership as a toolbox? So the, the idea is that there's not that we as as everyday leaders, right? Not kind of this traditional corporate style, you know, top down leadership. But as an everyday leader, we face different situations in our in our life. And they require a different set of tools, right? So the eight pillars are empathy, responsibility, courage, grace, individuality, humility, patience, and authenticity. So, it, so we go, you know, we kind of go through personal stories with with each one of those. But to me, you you need to be able to, as an everyday leader, in a perfect scenario, you read the situation and you decide which tool would to best employ to really make a connection with someone, right? Like sometimes we need empathy. We need to just see something from somebody else's perspective, right? We don't have to agree with them. We just need to understand where they're coming from. Other times we need to have patience, right? We just need to sit there and, and sit in that awkwardness and let it evolve. So so to me, the ideal everyday leaders, some of these traits come to us inherently. Some of them we have to master, but, but we have this ability to choose which tool to apply to an uncomfortable or awkward or situation that pushes our boundaries to be able to, re- to, be able to respond in the way that best reflects the leader we want to be in our, in our most true, most authentic self, right? So we decide which one we have to do. So we, we need to be able to know quickly what not what a uh, situation necessarily evokes from us, but what it requires of us, which is a completely different mentality. Yeah. You know, I love in the book that you also um, give takeaways at the end of each chapter. I think that's important. And also, I love that you give challenges. So I want to intentionally insert a pause right now. And Dina, what's everybody listening to? Talk Radio, this is Max and Friends. I forget that I'm talking to all of you when I have guests on because I feel like just Ash and I are on the phone having a good conversation. <laughs> so I'm your host, Max Switchy from Max right? and Friends. My guest tonight is Ash Beckham. Ash, let's talk about empathy. What does it mean to you? Um, empathy to me is this ability, you know, people people think of empathy or they, they think of pity or they think of these, you know, very passive traits. But to me, empathy is a is a very active skill. The ability to connect with someone, to see something through their lens individually um, and be able to understand that. And, and again, it's it's not that we have to necessarily agree with them. That's not what empathy means, but it's taking a moment to see what it's like to walk in somebody else's shoes. How does somebody with a you know, vastly politically, a different political opinion, how did they, how did they get there? Right? Like we don't just demonize people that think differently than we do. Like that's, that's kind of this very divisive world that we live in right now is we make assumptions about other people. But if we're trying to be inclusive and we want to be leaders, we have to bridge that gap. And the first way we do that is to get to someone's why. Why do they think the way do they think? Why do they act the way that they act? Yeah. And, it, and it takes a sense of vulnerability to be able to do that with with no preconceived notion of wanting to change their mind, but truly to have a better understanding of of someone else. And that requires an incredibly strong sense of self mm-hmm. and also the the ability to to really listen to people yeah. without that ulterior motive. You know, and also for me, it's also the time and place where we are actually having conscious conversations without judgment. You know, yeah. and I think as as humanity, and every, if we're all in this together, 
<laughs> if we really were at all this together, coronavirus would not be the problem. We would kill each other. <laughs> right. Oh, you know what sure. I'm saying? So for me, it's really having the conscious conversation without judgment. But let's do a lightning round and then we'll get into the book. Um, okay. Responsibility. What does that mean to you? Uh, responsibility is knowing that the weight of the impact that we make is significant, right? That we have responsibility for our words, for our own education. And then we have a responsibility to tell the people that we're close to, our friends, uh, and, and and take that knowledge and educate somebody else. It's that idea of like, if somebody is saying something that is offensive, but they don't know, we have the responsibility to, to tell them and, and uh, talk to them in the same way of like, hey, you have broccoli in your teeth. Like, right. I'm giving you information you don't have that I think you would want to know, right? Not because I think you'll be a better person, but mm -hmm. because I want to give you the information so you can be um, you can be more conscious because if you knew this then then it's on you to act differently if you so yeah. choose but if you don't know and you plead ignorance you know it, it might not be a good justification but it's a reality yeah and a best friend will always tell there's something in your teeth <laughs> always, always, always. all right so the reason why i'm asking ash about empathy and responsibility and the next word will be courage is because these are the eight pillars of everyday leadership that Ash talks about in her new book, Step Up, How to Live with Courage and Become an Everyday Leader. It's a perfect book. You all have to go get it right now. It's like, I promise you, I read the book in one day, but you need to read this book every every week in order, like break that habit, like uncross your arms. Read books more than once so that you truly digest them. In your book, you say courage lies in taking a new action, in doing something different. Start by taking one small step. Say hello. Talk about the weather. That's it. Simple. Nothing big. What does the word courage mean to you? Courage to me is this um, willingness to overcome fear. Again, we we you know the the reason that a lot of us don't we can't authentically be ourselves. We can't truly be who we were meant to be. Is that we are fearful of repercussions or judgment that are going to happen against us if we fully embrace our power. So that fear at a certain point the reward is going to outweigh the risk. And so we have to be able to feel feel that fear, know that it exists, and act in opposition to it anyway. So the courage is that moment where we do something that, you know, the fibers in our being of, of that awkwardness, of that crossing our arms, tell us uh, it's, it's, uh, there's a safer choice out there than the one you're going to make. But mm -hmm. in our gut, we know that the, the way we push our limits is, is to take that bold step or that mm -hmm. small step to to be in discomfort a little bit longer that's that's what courage means it's, it, it isn't it isn't bravery necessarily it's it's this willingness to do something differently because of this greater good yeah um you know i'm i'm like reading through the book and i'm realizing the illusion of time is becoming upon us which i don't understand how that happens that's why sure. to me it's always the illusion of time yeah. um cuz we got to wrap this up pretty soon so um Let's go through the next one, two, three, four, five uh, pillars. Uh, okay, Dina, give me like two more minutes at the end so we can get through this. <laughs> so okay, let's okay. go through the five. All right, so you talk about grace. What does grace mean to you? Grace to me is just knowing that there's a higher purpose, that my personal discomfort or awkwardness in a situation is outweighed by the potential greater good that could exist by me taking that bold action. Individuality. What does that mean? Individuality individuality is just embracing who you are the the you know the scars the quirks the glitter the all of it right like being fully yourself and knowing that the world is a better place when people can fully be themselves but we have to embrace our our own individuality first humility uh 
you know, that we don't we don't have all the answers. Um, it's not our goal to show people the way. It's just to share our own story so they can find that path for, for their own. I love when you talk about patience because you say patience takes practice. It takes the conscious decision to slow down. Next time you find yourself in a high pressure situation, which a lot of us are in right now, Asha's sure. where so Asha's next time you find yourself in a high pressure situation where you are making a decision, stop for 30 seconds. In that time, consider any factors you may be overlooking. Who else will be impacted? So what does patience mean to you? I think it's that 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 idea that we are in this in this world where there's this expectation of instant decisions and the gratification that comes from, you know, checking things off our list and, and moving to the next thing. But but that doesn't necessarily always yield the the best mm -hmm. decisions, the most thoughtful, the most conscious decisions. Mm -hmm. And you know, we don't need to go away for a week long meditation retreat to to do it. Right? <laughs> we just we just need to breathe. We just need to actually decide is this the decision that my fully conscious self wants to make and if that is then we move forward but to have that check is is critical is critical and authenticity you're one of the most authentic people i know <laughs> and i that's what i love about you is that who you are is who you are you're authentic you're real you're salt of the earth and i love you for that what does authenticity mean to you to me authenticity is fully embracing this idea that what we have to give is is enough. Not only just enough, but perfect. It's exactly what the, what the world needs. If we all got out there and, and shared our stories and, and, and led from our heart, the world is going to be a better place because of it. And, and that that's, you know, maybe a, a perilous decision, but it's the decision that, that we, that we all, we all need to make it. And that's that idea of everyday leadership, right? Like I don't, I'm not a different leader when I go to work. I'm not a different leader when I coach mm. my kids' soccer team. I'm not a different leader when I, you know, when I go to church or I go to synagogue, right? Mm. I am the same person. People count on that and, and rely on that. So then my word, my actions matter more because it's never a show. It's, it's always reality, whether that's good or bad, right? Like I don't think authenticity necessarily means that it's I make the best decision. I make the, the decision that is, is most true to me. Right. Well, you know, it's also creating our, our reality. So when we're authentic to who we are, we're creating a reality and people aren't always going to agree with you being authentic to who you are. And that's okay. You know, um, I love when I have a great friend of mine, Christina Kuzmich, and she always says to end sentences with right now instead of thinking <laughs> like this is going to last forever. Right. So I want you to buy the book right now. Step up how to live with courage and become an everyday leader. My guest, Ash Beckham. I'm your host, Max Tucci here on Max and Friends every Sunday night on L.A. Talk Radio. What I wanted to mention to you, Ash, was. These eight pillars, if we are to put them into effect into our daily life, what is it that you want people to take out of this book and those eight pillars? I, I want everyone to know that they can do it. That this, you know, that the, the leadership is not a position; it's a disposition. It's it's mm. a way of being every day. Say that again. And, Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> uh, this is from a buddy of mine, Nikki Rivera, uh, but she she always says. That leadership is not a position, it's a disposition. Mm. It's a way that we mm. act every single day. And so that to me is is at the core of it, right? That we all have this ability to do it. And, and I think now, uh, you know, we always think the situation is going to change, right? The pandemic's going to be over. And and to me, it's, it's also this idea of thinking it, it doesn't get easier, we get stronger, right? That 
it's not that every situation we, we put so much power in, in what the world holds for us or what the situation holds for us. But what it's really about is us being resilient and us getting stronger and us acquiring the tools to be the person that we strive to be right. That, that this, this pandemic and this situation, we have the opportunity to be stronger because of it. How do we fully embrace our power to, to do that again it's not that we got to stop giving the power to the situation and and reclaim that power to our to ourselves that that we're stronger when when we get through it. we can come out the other side of anything we are stronger and that's leadership right that's leadership ash i want this book in everyone's hand <laughs> right now well, i love you for making that happen max i love it so much i can't i can't thank you enough it's my pleasure you know I really, I think this book, please people, you know, leadership is so important. And I know for a lot of you, we feel that we don't have leadership right now. And then there's of those of you who think we do have leadership right now, wherever you fall, leadership can always enhance. Being a leader can always grow. Being a leader can always mature and being a leader can always just mean loving more. I think that's what a to me, leadership is about loving. So if you want to love yourself some more, if you want to love your friends some more, and if you just want to love the moment right now, step up how to live with courage and become an everyday leader. Ash Beckham, I adore you so much. I'm so grateful that you you wrote this book. I really, I mean, it's like, this is like the kick ass. You all need this book right now. You know, stop this pity party bullshit. Get up and let's be leaders. And this is the book that's going to help you achieve doing that and becoming who naturally, Ash, you say so, right? We're all born leaders. We just have to figure yeah, out how absolutely. to get there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Like we look, you know, whatever you think of our current leadership, like look inward, look at yourself. Yeah. Like we w- it'll be a better place if we can all be leaders. If we stop looking for leaders and become leaders. That's right. Uh, we'll, we'll live in a better world. Ash, you're gonna make me jump up and down. You know, I always love doing shows where I sweat because it's a spiritual workout. I'm like, I'm in that sweat zone right now. I'm like, this is good. This is a good show. Oh, me too. I am, I am pitting, pitting out this shirt right now. Pitting out my button down. I'm like pumped right now. I want to get on my bike and just like ride. But here's the story. <laughs> We've got to wrap this show. I truly love you all for tuning in. I know you have many options right now because the world is literally at our fingertips. Even though the world is on lockdown, the World Wide Web is more open than ever. So be productive about using it. Be inspired. Be motivated. Be Use it for the right reasons. I know that's a judgment because right and wrong is a judgment, but like try for me <laughs> to to use this time right now to really look inward. And then when we all walk out of this, we all walk out leaders. Ash Beckham, I love that you dedicated this book to your father, your hero, your coach and your inspiration. Um, and I just want to give the message right now for people who have lost someone during this and just in general. I always say this and I believe it to be true that for the soul, there's neither birth nor death. It is eternal and everlasting. So is the love that we have for whoever that person is that passed. So with that said, we're all energy collectively and together we rise. Ash Beckham, thank you for spending Sunday night with me here on Max and Friends. Oh, I love it. I feel like my soul is recharged, Max. Thank you so much. And before I let you go, what do you want people to take with them into this week? Um, do one thing, one thing that makes you uncomfortable and, and not again, not uncomfortable, like putting your health at risk. One right. thing that seems awkward, right? Like cross your arms in a different position, do something that makes you uncomfortable 
and and be better for it, right? Get to know that feeling of what pushing your boundaries feels like. That's it. One thing. Wow, that's good. All right. I want you all to take into this week to love one another more, to try to stay off of uh, the news and the internet as much as possible. And if you're able to be in nature, go outside and hug a tree. <laughs> I promise you, as much as that tree needs a hug, so do you. It might not physically be hugging you back, but the energy is there. And it's always in the energy of love. So take love into this week. Happy everything this weekend. And just make this week a happy week. I love you all for tuning in. Until next time, good night and good karma. I'm your host, Max Tucci for Max and Friends. And remember to take life to the max. Max and Friends. He says what he wants